Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Proud to be hanging out with you inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios. You're also watching on YouTube.com backslash WakeUpCallDT and on Facebook.com backslash WakeUpCallDT and shared on Facebook.com backslash LiveNowDT. So plenty of ways to connect all around the country and the world. And in my coverage of college football, it really is, uh, it's like, what is it, Beastie Boys, no sleep till Brooklyn. So we uh, we don't sleep here at Wake Up Call. That's okay. 43 Bulls, we predicted them all. And now it's time to talk about the Quick Lane Bowl with a good friend of mine who I've known for over a decade now. And that is Mr. Tim Lester, who is the quarterback's coach and offensive coordinator at Syracuse, responsible for bringing in Eric Dungy. The last time the team went to a bowl game was because of his recruit, Mr. Dungy. And he went on from there to return to his alma mater where he played quarterback at Western Michigan after a couple places in between. And he's been with Western Michigan for the last few seasons. They're now in a bowl game up against Nevada here at the Quick Lane Bowl. And I'm very excited that game is going to be at Ford Field in Detroit at 11 a.m. on ESPN, December 27th. And with that being said, I welcome in my good friend Tim Lester. Mr. Lester, how are you? I am great, Dan. How are you, ma'am? I'm doing very well. And can I tell you that I still have, you know how people have, you know, the the kind of aftershocks of something negative? Well, I have the aftershocks of something positive that I'm still remembering your trick play last season when I was sitting on the edge of my seat and you guys were down by double digits and came back and won the game. I'm remembering the onside kick with the kicker and punter running at the ball. I'm remembering the score before that and the fake spike. I just have to reminisce about that on, on a year anniversary, that that was one of the greatest football moments I've ever seen coming from one of my favorite offensive minds. Yeah, it was, you know, uh, we said we've, we've had that play. It's called spike it, you know, which is, you know, we the international sign for we're going to spike the ball and fake it and throw the fade. And we haven't run it again, but we've been practicing for 20 years and, and there's a right time to run it, you know, and, and the guys have to have confidence in it. And, you know, the pressure was on those guys. They went out. I think we we're down 10 with 40 some seconds left and, and came back and won a game. Yeah, you know, and it, and it was. You were down 10 and, and came back and found a way to get it done. In, there's just a total fight in this team at Western Michigan. These Broncos have been so focused, and I know that the win-loss record may not always show that, but just what you can say about from the moment you stepped into Western Michigan to right now, how you've seen this team evolve, because uh, to me, I don't think I don't think the win-loss column truly shows what you've been working to build and the culture that you have hoped to be creating in these last few seasons. Well, we've been doing a good job. It's been obviously, I think it's been five years now, and and we've gotten better every single year. You know, we're sitting here at seven and five, and and biggest thing for us this year is just turnovers. I mean, we were leading the country in turnovers after five weeks, had the best turnover margin. We beat, you know, beat Pitt at Pitt, which was a huge win for us, and and uh, you know, I think it was forty four, forty two. It was a great. It was a shootout game, and, and had the chance to play against obviously picket some of those guys and so it was a you know it was a great year had a couple of big wins and our losses we turned the ball over you know we don't turn the ball over really good really good team hopefully we can get to eight you know eight and five and, and continue to build you know so we've, we've won more than we've lost and so we've been bowl eligible every year but but uh, obviously our, our goal is to, is to win one of these things and we're always we've been right there and we just kind of continue to grow you know can't sit back and say you know we're, we're playing good we got to be great and that's what we're here to do yeah, you know, and, and speaking here with Tim Lester, the Western Michigan Broncos head football coach, 
looking at these five seasons, this being the fifth in 2021, you've had either 500 or better every single season. Six and six in 2017, seven and six in 2018 and 2019, four and two in the COVID year, and seven and five this year. You have not had a losing season. And since that 500 season in your first season, back to your alma mater, it's it's been on the winning side of things above 500, above the equator line. Just what that means to you, knowing that in college football, no matter what conference or what team you have, it's very difficult to stay on the winning side of things consistently. And like you said, you've been able to come in and show and prove over these five seasons. I think that's the key is that it's, it's really hard to build consistency with, with coaches and now the portal and and, you know, we've been lucky enough to run a program that, you know, our guys enjoy being a part of the program. They understand our goals and our ambitions. And, and you know, we really focus on growth, growing the student athlete and helping them, you know, realize their dreams. And we had, we had two guys drafted last year. We have more guys in the NFL than anyone in, in the Mid-American Conference. And I mean, if you put us in the Big Ten, I think we'd be in the top half of the Big Ten as far as people that are playing on Sundays now. So we've been doing a good job of developing each athlete. That's what they want. That's what they want when they go to college. They want that dream and they want to realize that dream. And as a program, we want to realize the, the championship dream, you know, and we've been we're three points away twice now in five years. We're in the final game and then lost two close games that would have put us into the championship game. And, and uh, the consistency really is it's hard to come by nowadays. And, uh, you know, I think that's where you have to lean on your culture to continue to come back and, and keep swinging. And uh, we've been able to do that. and we got to break through one of these times. And looking at your culture, like you said, you can win on culture. You can lean on culture. Uh, what is this culture that you've been building? How would you describe that maybe the foundational pillars of the culture that you have tried to create and not just create, but create and sustain at Western Michigan? Well, we have three, our core values, you know, and the players came up with this. So we brought a company in that, that I'm really good friends with the, with the owner of it. And, and they, they work with 26, I want to say, or 27 of the NFL NFL teams and they help you build the culture and the players were very much involved early on and, and family commitment and growth are our, our three big pillars and and family obviously is caring about one another and the commitment is the commitment to to the team and, and to yourself and then the last one is obviously the growth and, and, and we really we always say it's easier to move three bricks ten miles than ten bricks three miles so those are the three things we focus on it makes decision making really easy is when I have something in front of me is if 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 the decision is in line with those three values, then I say yes. And if it's not, I say no. And it makes, it makes it very clear. And, uh, these, these student athletes nowadays are really smart and you need to be bluntly honest with them and tell them, you know, what our plan is, why we're doing everything, why we're running this drill, you know, why we've practiced spike it for four years before we actually ran it in a game and it won us a game. And I think, I think over time, you know, when, uh, when a lot of other programs aren't consistent, uh, you know, then it continues to, you keep going up the ladder. And, you know, we have a chance, obviously, in this game to have our best season we've had in a long time and win our second bowl game in the history of the school. And, and hopefully we lead that into the offseason and, and have another great year next year. And for those who don't know, speaking here with Tim Lester, the head football coach at Western Michigan with the Broncos, the like you said, the, the team in history, Western Michigan's only won one other bowl game in all of its time as a as a football program. Let everybody know a little history lesson here when that was. That was in 2015. We won it, and uh, and they went undefeated the next year. So, uh, you know, it does matter. How you finish the season matters. I always tell the guys, you know, everyone's got that side. Everyone has a side view mirror on their car. You know, and I always say, what does it say? You know, it says objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. You know, the future is now. 
you know, everything's closer. You know, a lot of a lot of teams kind of turn it in at the end of the year. Uh, we obviously went out and played Northern in our last game. We played probably one of our most complete games and uh, got got a win. And uh, they went on to become the champions and went to the championship game and won it. But, uh, you know, we took care of business that week, and hopefully we can get to eight this week. And, and knowing, learning from the past, you know, that, that can lead you into the offseason and hopefully lead us into next fall. And I think it's kind of interesting that the only bowl game that's ever been won in the history of Western Michigan, like you said, was back in 2015, and it was the Bahamas Bowl where your former head coach that hired you, Scott Schaefer, just played with Middle Tennessee as their D coordinator. Is there some irony to, to that world that that's in Western Michigan history? I know you weren't at back at Western Michigan when that happened with the Bahamas Bowl. It was a couple of years before you came back. But to know that that's the only bowl game they ever won and to now see your former boss win that Bahamas Bowl as part of the Middle Tennessee staff? Yeah, I mean, I was fired up for, for Shafe. You know, I gave him a call after the game and, and congratulated him. And, I mean, bowl wins are tough. I mean, every every team you play, obviously, is going to have a winning record and be a solid team. And, and games, games are hard to win. So, you have a team with a winning record. I mean, that's a, that's a solid football team. And, and our, our division this year was a very difficult division. We, we actually had a division. The Mac West this year, every single team, all six teams were bowl eligible. And they all went to bowls. It's, a, it's the first time since 2015 SEC West, I believe, had every single team in the division had a winning record. So it was a super competitive league. Uh, Northern ended up winning it. They did a great job. They won seven games on the last possession. And uh, so it was just one of those years. Like It was like the NFL. Every game comes on the last possession. It was a great challenge. And, and uh, I'm sure it's going to be the same next year. You're going to the Quick Lane Bowl this year on Monday, December 27th, a couple days after Christmas. Bring me into the fact this is the 10th bowl game in 60 years for Western Michigan. So, uh, you know, looking at that and the fact that bowl games have been hard to come by in, in the six decades that Western Michigan's had a football program, just what it means to you that of those 10, you have three of them in your five seasons as the head coach. Yeah, you know, it was, I think the biggest thing is just being able to keep it going. I mean, it was the tradition in our league, you know, when, when, you know, Coach Fleck did a phenomenal job here, and he moved on. And I mean, everything from looking at the history of our league when that happens, normally that team in the next three years goes straight downhill. And and I was very honest with my guys. I talked to them about. I showed them every team that had the same thing happen to them in the last fifteen years, and what has ha- what happened to that team. And I said we have to do something different than all these teams. Or in two years, we're going to be two and ten, you know, or three and nine. And so. Uh, you know, we haven't won as much as we wanted to, but we've, we've held it together. We've started growing, and uh, and hopefully we can finish it off with this game uh, next Monday. You know, and P.J. Fleck had had gone to three bowl games and had a one-and-two record. If you win this bowl game in the Quick Lane Bowl, you'll have the same record as he does in bowl games, and you will have gotten to three bowl games in the last four seasons, and he did that three and four as well. So... You'll have a parallel there with P.J. Fleck, just if that means anything to you. Well, yeah, obviously he's doing a great job. I mean, he's done a great job up in Minnesota, and, and he's a coach that I respect. And, and you know, I knew her, you know, I knew that it was going to be tough coming here. It was great having great players, but you know, trying to get them to buy in, especially when you're when you're in close games, and it, it's really hard to do. And I've, I watch teams in our league that have had coaches move on, and and Str- oh, Bowling Green's a good example. You know, uh, you know when coach. When Dino left, and and I think it was I forget the guy's name that took over. He didn't last very long because it went downhill fast, you know. And it's so it's really hard to do. And and uh, you know our guys 
have been able to hold it on, and, and now we're, we're, we're kind of past that and, and ready to write a new chapter. Yeah, and you guys going into this bowl game, you know, obviously you as a, a former quarterback at Western Michigan and looking at your seasons, 2,189, 2,160, 33-11 in your final season, 3,639 yards passing, 87 touchdowns to 49 interceptions in a career at Western Michigan. A lot of strong play by you, and, and like I said, two seasons with 3,300 passing yards or better. So the quarterback, I know, is a very important piece of everything you do and of your history. What can you say about Caleb in a season where he surpasses 3,000 yards, 21 touchdowns, and five interceptions? Yeah, I mean, the 21-5 to is, a, is an impressive stat. I mean, he throws the ball as well as any quarterback I've ever coached. Uh, you know, we brought him in here. He was one of the first recruits when we got here. And, uh, and it's been fun to, I mean, I love quarterback play. I love evaluating him. I love recruiting him. Um, you know, obviously you, you brought up Eric Dungey, another guy that I loved recruiting and he's getting married this summer. So, uh, it's going to be, uh, taking a flight out West for that. It'll be fun to, to see him and, and celebrate with him. And, uh, but it's just fun to, to watch these guys grow and they watch Caleb throw for 3,100 yards and, and go 21 and five is, it was a great year and he's got one more chance and, Uh, you know, I, we're hoping he comes back. I think he's going to come back. I know a lot of scouts are talking about coming out, but I'm hoping he stays one more year, and and, uh, and then hopefully we'll we'll let him, you know, let him go and, and live his NFL dream too. Which, and then we turn the page and and work on the next one. So it's it's the fun part of coaching quarterbacks. Yeah, you know, and then on the rushing side of it, a well balanced team. Not only do you have your quarterback taking care of business, but you have two running backs that have at least 160 attempts on the ground. And those two gentlemen, one has surpassed 1,000 yards, 1,004 for Sean Tyler, and then 836 for Ladarius Jefferson. Between the two of them, 19 touchdowns. Jefferson with 10, Tyler with 9 on the ground. Just what you can say about this balanced rushing attack with two guys that are 800-plus yards, as well as the fact of over four, either 4.5 yards a carry or better, and having at least nine touchdowns apiece, both of These players look like they can be a strong starter on a team. You got two of them. Yeah, you know, I think it's important to have two. I mean, you got to rotate. I mean, to get through a season, obviously you can have an A and a B. Uh, I prefer to have a 1A and a 1B, yeah. you know, uh, so you can have if one guy goes down, you still have a guy, a workhorse. Last year we got banged up a little bit. Ladarius was our workhorse the last three or four weeks and did an unbelievable job. But, you know, you just don't want their bodies to take too much beating, you know, and, and they got to be unselfish to understand that you have two two starting running backs and and uh, we have a third that's a that's a pretty good back too that, that we we get in there in certain times so it's it really our run our offense has been a top 30 offense for five years now and they've done we've done a good job with our rpo game and, and keep putting the quarterback in good situations that's half the battle when you're when you're running an offense if you can keep keep him out of he's going to be in some there's gonna be times you're going to lean on him and tell him to go make a play and win a game but But, uh, you know, trying to limit those uh, those situations for that guy and let, giving him a run game. You know, I use I use Aaron Rodgers as a great example. You know, before Matt LaFleur, Matt actually played here at Western with me. We go way back. And, um, you know, when he got there, I knew he was going to give Aaron a run game because they pretty much were just counting on him to throw it 60 times a game. And, and since they've given him a run game, uh, I mean, he's been the MVP, I want to say, a season or two since he's been there. So it's been fun, you know, when you even when you have a great quarterback, you know, giving a run game, you know, can make him uh, almost unstoppable. And that's something that we really focus on to make sure we can we can be good at both. Coming from Tim Lester here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios, Western Michigan Broncos alum at quarterback as well as head coach here in his fifth season. 
Tim, before I let you go, you mentioned it. In the MAC this season in the West where you are, Northern Illinois, Central Michigan, Toledo, Ball State, Eastern Michigan, and yourselves, Western Michigan, all had a record of 4-4 four and four or better in the conference. So in your division in the MAC, nobody had a losing record. And like you said, everybody bowl eligible. Just what you could say about the strength of the MAC and the strength of the West and how the West pushed each other. It's not every day that you see really in any conference that everybody has an above 500 record in the conference. Or, yeah, or pardon super, me, 500 or better, I should say. Yeah, super rare. I mean, I brought it up to the, the TV crew before our last game, and I said, I'm pretty sure this is going to happen. And, and he, he looked it up and sent me a text that, you know, it was the SEC West uh, in 2015, the last time an entire division of a uh, – of a division one football league that that was all had winning records you know and it's it's just i mean there's a lot of good coaches there's been a lot of continuity and uh and so it's it's a it's a great league to be in as far as having to show up in every single game and you can get beat there aren't a lot of teams you know that are struggling that you can show up and just go through the motions you got to be more consistent that's something we're really working on because uh, that's that the team that's the most consistent is the one that's going to win win the west you know in the west you know, the West done really well in the championship game because I think it's really competitive. You, you know, you're sharpen, iron sharpens iron, and uh, and we've done well in the championship game for that reason. So uh, it's going to be a battle, and we, we embrace it. Yeah, you know, and, and, and not shying away from the battle this season, and you do this in non-conference play. You've done this since you got to Western Michigan. You push yourself in the non-conference to play against some very strong talent. Two questions for you based on these two games. How good is Michigan, who's now in this season's college football playoff? So how good are the Michigan Wolverines with you having played them? And what can you say about getting a win over Pitt at Pitt, 44-41, to knowing that they just won their first ACC championship and they did it under Pat Narduzzi, as well as the fact they're playing in a New Year's Six Bowl right now. So two teams that you played non-conference are playing in big-time games. you got to win over Pitt, and you also got to see Michigan. So tell me about so that win over Pittsburgh and just what that means for the program. And then how good is Michigan as we get set for the CFP? Well, obviously the pit game was a huge game, you know, and, and we, we did a good job of getting turnovers. And, I mean, Plitt still had a huge day. I mean, I don't think anyone really, you know, stopped him. We were just trying to slow him up. And we got him to throw a couple picks, got him to fumble once. And, and offensively, we were extremely efficient. I mean, we had we kind of had them on their heels a little bit. And we were able to, to grind the ball. We got the ball with four minutes left and ran the clock out, which – for a MAC team against an ACC championship team is tough to do, and and uh, so you know we just we had a great game, and it wasn't they didn't play terrible. It was just turnovers, turnovers got them, and we were we were super efficient, and so I mean they're a phenomenal team. We knew it, and we played really well, and we had to to beat them. And so it was a huge win for us and our program. And and then Michigan, I mean I thought we played a really good quarter and a half. Uh, that Aiden Hutchinson guy, man. I mean I, I've told a lot of people that you know when we were at Syracuse or when I was at Syracuse. And we played Aaron Donald. It was really the last time that I that I saw a defensive lineman take a game over. You know, where we, we there was nothing we could do. We did everything we could to throw away from him, run away from him, make sure he's double teamed on almost every play. And still, it didn't matter. You know, and Aiden was the same way. Late in the second quarter, I think it was seventeen to ten or, or something like that against Michigan, and 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 Aiden took over. I mean, we. They did a couple good things. Uh, their new D coordinator, who's done a phenomenal job, did a couple things, moving around a little bit, made it harder for us to get two bodies on him, and and, and he took over. I mean, he, he dominated us the second half of the second quarter and into halftime and got out of hand in the second half. But that guy, I love watching him play. Whenever I watch Michigan play, I don't even watch him. I'm just watching him. 
and watching some of the things he does and watching him against Ohio State was unbelievable and just a special player and and uh you know and, and he's obviously played well enough and the teams rallied around him and I'm excited to watch them in the playoffs and final point here with Tim Lester you have your quick lane bowl in Detroit at Ford Field December 27th on a Monday two days after Christmas 11 a.m eastern time on ESPN you'll take on Nevada who has an eight and four record this season what can you say about what you've seen from Nevada as you get set for your extra game here in bowl season yeah they're they're an ex- extremely explosive team it's a really unique bowl game this is a you know 2021 bowl game you know and I say that in a way where I'm talking about you know their head coach took the job at Colorado State he took half the half the offensive staff with them they've hired a new coach who's not coaching in the bowl game they have 15 guys that got on the portal. Their quarterback is an unbelievable player who's not playing. Uh, so it's really unique. I mean, they're an air raid team, and, man, they're top five in the country in, in, um, in passing, and, uh, but their backup quarterback's playing, and, and five of their wideouts are on the portal or, or not playing. So it's going to be really interesting to see what they come out and do. They got really good players. They're physical. Uh, they might run the ball, obviously, a lot more. They might come out in 21 personnel with a tight end and a fullback instead of, you know, being spread out the whole game. So we really don't know what to expect. Um, so it's going to be really interesting that way. And, and uh, you know, we're it almost forces us to just focus on us and, uh, and and focus on the things that we do. And and they're also number one in the country in turnover margin. They've got more takeaways than any team in America, and they they have the best turnover margin. So, uh, you know, just more focus on us to take care of the ball because when we do, we're, we're a tough team to beat. Yeah, and we have that opportunity to see you all this coming Monday right after Christmas. So, Tim, I know you got a lot of prep to do and things to work on, and I know that uh, you want to spend some time with the boys and the wife. So my best to you. Thank you for taking a few minutes with me here on Wake Up Call, and I give you my best, and we talked about it off the air. I got a good bowl record predicting all 43 games. You better make me right. That's all I'm going to say. Well, that is the plan, so uh, I appreciate you, man, and hey, Merry Christmas, and uh, enjoy enjoy the fam, and uh, and tune in on Monday. It's going to be fun. All right, Merry Christmas. I won't say Happy New Year yet because I'll be watching the game, and I'm excited. Appreciate it. Take care.